Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. How goes it, Kev? Ready oh. to pick some best songs ever? Oh, it goes. It so goes. <laughs> it does. Um, And let's talk about exactly how it goes. This is how this episode's going to go. We're going to pick some of the best songs ever. We did this on one of our previous minisodes. Uh, it's going to be a regular thing we're doing. We're adding to our running list of the best songs ever, so we each brought three options. And the way we did it last time, we picked one from each other's list. So we're going to do that. So I'm going to pick one from Kevin's three options, and he's going to pick one from mine. But then we're also going to try and agree on a consensus pick. Maybe uh, we'll come to blows. Maybe mm-hmm. some blood will be drawn. It, or I, maybe we'll just uh, immediately agree on which one should be the consensus. And... Uh, Move on from there. But uh, you ready to get started, Kev? You're going to present your three first. Yeah, and I, I feel like we're going to get really contentious with our, our consensus pick. It's a contentious consensus. Uh, it's because a contentious consensus. we'll be fighting for a second track of ours to make it in. Uh, um, if only we were doing this on the day of the census, then it would be a contentious census <laughs> consensus. Uh, this is so vaguely unrelated, but funny. Uh, I got my city tax return today, Luke. And uh, you want to know how much it was? Congratulations! I'm going to show this to you. And you you're going to get you can that tell. personal? Yeah. <laughs> Luke, how much is that? Yeah. $7. Yeah. So, very excited. I'm going to buy I'm going to buy 7 songs on iTunes. Hell yeah. Uh, but Don't spend it all in one place or do if it's iTunes. <laughs> a song I absolutely purchased on iTunes is my first pick today. Uh, actually, two of these I definitely purchased on iTunes, but we'll start with one. Um, quite possibly one of the finest alt-rock tracks of the mid-2000s. Um, the song Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. Um, yeah this song is incredible i remember you know at getting into this song i think shortly after it came out and realizing how incredible it was where i listened to it like 30 times in a row yeah. um and it's got that like 40 second intro where and then the the tempo yes. slows down and like the beat starts oh, it's to so hit good uh it's truly an incredible uh, track and I don't know that Franz Ferdinand has ever really hit that level since. Like I know they've done work. I don't with... know if anybody has since. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know they did that album with Sparks in 2015, which was really oh, good. Oh, I know it. They got it on vinyl, baby. Uh, but they're from their self-titled album, "Take Me Out." Pretty incredible yeah. track. Um. Yeah, it's funny because you know, I think about this, Modest Mouse, uh, and what was it, Float On, and uh, Megalomaniac by Incubus all had, like, mm-hmm. those sort of, like, collage-type music videos where, like, the singers were, like, paper pasted on things, and it was, like, they all came out around the same time. 
Uh, and I loved all three of those songs and videos so much. Yeah. Uh, it's a, like Modest Mouse Float On is like a great song. Very like super popular. To me, this is so much more like far and ahead worthy of this playlist. Okay. I don't know about that. But... I don't know. I just feel like this, this is the, the standard to meet. Um, yeah. In like incredible indie alt rock tracks. Another standard to be met, I think, in just absolute mid-2000s hip-hop bangers is one of my favorite songs of all time. And it is Moneymaker from Ludacris and Pharrell. Yeah. Um, This song features the the classic Pharrell, like, four-beat start. Uh, which once you realize mm-hmm. exists, you always hear. But I, I've always loved Ludacris. He's been a a favorite of mine for just like pregame parties. Honestly, like he he <laughs> yeah. brings that like excitement to a lot of his music. <laughs> yes, uh, but also like some fantastic hip hop performances and like production from Pharrell. But Moneymaker is in my mind his finest track and one of the best hip-hop songs of the era i'll make that call and luke uh in you know combing through my brain for a third track i was like oh should i be a little thematic with this should i find another track from the mid 2000s uh so that's i like i looked through all my favorites from that era and nothing lived up to these two songs so i just said fuck it let me go find a song that is so completely unremoved from both of these tracks that I think uh, pinning it against them would be even more fair because they are so different. Um, one of my favorite bands as a youth, because I was that kind of kid, uh, this mm-hmm. is When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin, uh, which is from Zeppelin for, my opinion, their best album. Uh, uh, it's the one that's got Stairway to Heaven. This is the I other mean, seven minute half- plus song. Half that album could be on this list. It could uh, be. So many classics, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of, like, Stairway to Heaven is super great. I, hot take. <laughs> um, rock and roll, like, I feel like that was in every Chevy Silverado commercial in the mid-2000s. <laughs> yeah. Um, Black Dog was in a Cadillac commercial. I remember yeah. that much. Yeah, it was just very apparent they were trying to sell cars yeah. to baby boomers in the mid 2000s <laughs> yeah. um uh going to california my personal favorite yep another great one but when the levee breaks i think from moment one tonally feels so out of its time like it it yes it's still it sounds like a modern song which goes to show how ahead of the time led zeppelin was um it's so bluesy like it sounds like a train horn is like coming through the track every once in a while um with like the really intense harmonica the big Would you say t- it like, kind of sounds like i'm so bummed that discord totally eliminated that sound well i got it on the audio so the listener heard it yeah they're but i they're just got a harmonica this. so i was super excited <laughs> there's some bluesy harmonica they're experiencing this podcast so much better than i ever could um there you go but I truly, this is my favorite Led Zeppelin song. It may not even be their only appearance in a, in my best songs ever. 
uh, pitches yeah. to you because I think if any band is worthy of multiple entries, it might be them. But that's my three, Luke. Um, great three, amazing choices. I was uh, had a lot of fun going back and listening to uh, all these through because I'm like I I know them all, but I needed to give a, another listen. Uh, so let's just go through. I'll go through my thoughts on all of them. Mm-hmm. Moneymaker, like. I mean, the production still holds up so good. Yeah. Uh, still so great. Like Pharrell, you could see no shocker that like he was has gone on to still is one of the greatest producers and made so many iconic songs, even up to like Lemon. I love that song. Uh, I feel like that could be on here. And that was just a couple years ago. Uh, quick uh, shout out to the Moneymaker music video. Phenomenal editing in that. Uh, it's super cool if you haven't seen it. I forget. I mean, I feel like I it's, definitely watched it back in the it, day. It, like, frames in on itself in sequence with the beats. Um, oh, yeah. This sounds familiar. It's really cool. And it's just, like, they're shot on, like, uh, a nice lit-up psych. And there's also, like, Classic. very nearly naked women dancing and stuff. Like, it's yes. it's a traditional mid-2000s video. It's an early 2000s. Uh, yeah, and like, and I'm just like, I don't care about that. Look at the editing. <laughs> yes. Um... With uh, Led Zeppelin, that song is longer than I remember because, I mean, that was obviously like you. I feel like Led Zeppelin, and I don't mean any offense by this, is like Baby's First Rock Band. Uh, 100%. Yes. Like you said, it's like what you get into where you're young. And then I feel like as I got older, maybe just the type of guy that I knew who was really into Led Zeppelin was that all the guys like who I went to Bonnaroo with who are all like you know super like pretentious and I feel like not all of them most of them are people I like but uh but no I just feel like there's a very like a guy who's into music is like oh Led Zeppelin is the greatest band and so I feel like maybe just because they were so hyped up later in my life that I was like oh but I got my Led Zeppelin listening done with that like I don't find myself going back and listening to them a ton, but like I there was a time in my life when I was obsessed with this, and I can look at this track list and be like, oh, it, it, half this album could easily be on this list. Mm-hmm. But I may I interrupt you? I love your critique of guy who's too into music on your weekly music podcast. Yeah, no, I just again, it's I know. a certain type of person I, that I, I get do. where you're coming um, from. It is just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and But I knew from the first second I saw this list what the choice was for me. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be Take Me Out, baby. Um, I yeah. jumped up and started dancing as I was listening to this. I grabbed my guitar and started learning the riff. It's just so infectious. Like you said, that build at the beginning is just so epic. You're just like oh, this song could just be this, and I would love it. But then, no, it completely changes yeah. and goes into this great, like, mechanical riff. Um, and it's just a slap rooney up and down. So, yeah, take me out for sure. Uh, I do think, I don't know, it's tough because I'm like, float on, I could easily bring that to this list, and I love Modest Mouse. Maybe more than you do. Maybe I have more of an affinity for that. But I think that's uh, fair. I, I think... I, yeah, think I think this Franz, is one of the best of that era, for sure. Yeah, and I think this song feels a little more timeless uh, than Float On, 
which maybe just speaks, I think, to, to how influential they were. Like, we yeah. talked about how When the Levee Breaks was so timeless because of how influential Led Zeppelin was, but Franz Ferdinand with the song, I think, was also very influential on the scene and music to come that you saw in, like, the mid-2000s before you got a little bit more into, like, yeah. the alt-pop indie kind of bubbly scene that then emerged. Right. Definitely, for sure. And I mean, all great choices, and we might be returning to those other ones that I did not pick for our consensus pick, but we'll find out. Uh, So, why don't I present my tracks to you, and then you have the hard choice to make, Kev. Yeah, this Um, is tough. Yeah. And I'm going to go... I'm going to go in my or in the order I have them in the playlist. Um, so I've been trying to sort of just like, you know, pick them from various different eras, styles. Um, and I tracked down my fave songs of all time playlist where I conveniently collected a lot of these. And I'm like, no question. This one has to be on here somewhere. It's Vienna by Billy Joel. Uh, you know, we do dad rock summer. This is truly the only like rock music that my the only like rock music my christian dad listened to <laughs> it was the billy joel those are the records that he had that were like the rock ones uh but uh this the stranger from 1977 so many great tracks on there and vienna just the piano part is opening like obviously i'm influenced by the piano man being a piano player myself and I uh, just love the melody and the lyrics on this song so much. My next one, I wanted to, you know, get a good hip-hop pick. And, and I think this song is just some of the best storytelling uh, ever. So many iconic lines. And uh, it's the song It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube from The Predator. Uh, you got the Isley Brothers sample going on you got so just some great lyrics about like i didn't even have to use my ak i gotta say it was a good day the so deep put your ass to sleep online <laughs> so many great things it's just like i don't know it's the kind of thing where you can picture it happening and i mean it look at the film friday almost a uh like representation the movie representation of this song uh, Starry Dice Cube. So it was like, I just, just such a great, like, captures a moment in time for sure uh, in music. And I really didn't know a lot of solo Ice Cube. And I still feel like I, this is the main one. I haven't listened to a ton of Ice Cube solo work, but I feel like this is an iconic song uh, for sure. And my last one, this is uh, topical. It's in preparation for. Guardians Galaxy Volume 3 because it's on the Awesome Mix Volume 3. It's Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips, uh, which I it's tough. I'm glad I don't have to pick between these three because they're all really special to me from different times throughout my life. But I just think this is such like a beautiful love song, just such a great like oddball love song. It's kind of like goofy and funny and silly like all of yoshimi battles the pink robots like the album it's all it's kind of got a sense of humor and is goofy but it's just like beautiful and has so much heart and i can't wait to see it in guardians of the galaxy volume 3 it's probably gonna make me cry uh and yeah i don't i, don't, 
I I didn't realize that it was in that. Yeah, I they recently announced the songs and I was reading it and it was like there's so many good ones on there, but this one uh, I saw the Flaming Lips like tweeting about it too or posting about it. Uh, so just the lyrics like, do you realize that you have the most beautiful face? Do you realize that we're floating in space? Um, and everyone you know someday will die. But instead of saying all of your goodbyes, let them know you realize the time goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. So um, there you go. I guess I should tell you, Kev. I love you. Before it's too late. <laughs> the flaming lips got me all existential. I realize. You realize. Thank God. Uh, um, Luke, you have given me a momentous task. Yes. Um, so I'll start with the one that I was able to eliminate the easiest based on personal feelings. Um, I could name another 10 Billy Joel songs I would bring over Vienna. Not to say that Vienna is bad. I think Billy Joel is just incredibly prolific. And we we could we could do this strictly That's Joel. Trash. We could do we could do strictly 80s Joel and and do a full episode on that. Um But Vienna's very good. I just It's gone. It, it's unfortunately For first cut. First cut. So then I'm left with Oh yeah, you'd bring we didn't start the fire. No, one. <laughs> I here so I, I was thinking about this. Uh what I would bring, and it's probably a bunch of cheesier Billy Joel songs. Um but that is there's, that there's not, other good choices. Is I'm that not kidding. what he does best? Cheesy songs. Yeah. Like for sure. Um Okay, so, so. Ice Ice Cube, Flaming Lips, Hot and Cold. What a choice to make. Um, wow, I didn't even realize that. And I would say that it's it's an it's still an easy choice for me. Because what is that choice? It's if it's a nice sunny day, I know that I'm opening my windows in my car, cruising around and putting on it was a good day. Yes, you are. A thousand percent. Love it. One of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. Um, probably would have ended up on my list if you if you didn't bring it. So um it's it's easy. It's it it's far yeah, too it easy is. for as good as the other songs are. Yeah. But no, but honestly, that's the choice I would have made. And yeah. so I'm glad that you did. I'm like, hell yeah. I I, I was kinda hoping that's what you would do, but wanted you to arrive there yourself. Um, so now we have, the now we got to fight. Um, I, I will gracefully I don't know. exit Led Zeppelin. I see it's kind of, I'm kind of thinking that it's between that. Um, it was between that until you realize for me, um, I, but maybe I'm just thinking that because Led Zeppelin is more classic, um, so I That's so I would really really want to bring Ludacris, but I feel like doing Ice Cube and Ludacris, we gotta have a little bit more variation. Ludacris will return, I promise you that. I almost think we go when the levy breaks. See, um, I was gonna say we almost do Flaming Lips. Oh shoot! So we're, we're like being too nice. We're to too each nice, other. yeah. Um, okay. 
Well, let's let's talk about this. Yes. Because I feel like what I was struck by listening to When the Levee Breaks was, I mean, I'm always, like, remembering the harmonica and the bluesiness, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other stuff going on. It does a lot. Um, as well. Now, on the other hand, Flaming Lips, when I first heard that album and the one following it, like, I never heard anything like that at the time and like this was around the time of your Franz Ferdinand's and your modest mouses and they were similar in that vein but very like I feel like they almost took it to a level where I was like this made me even more want to go into some like weirdo vocal effects and like Mm -hmm. Beatlesy trippy type production so yeah what do we do here Kev I'll make a pitch to you okay okay we want this to be representative of the best songs ever across yes. era, across genre. Do you think you're going to bring more early 2000s indie rock or all bring more classic rock? Because I think I have an opinion. I think I'm going to bring. I think we're do- probably both. both. But <laughs> I, I know that I will have more classic rock to bring that when I when I kind of get to it. I'm going to be like, ooh, I like this even more. Well, hey, then in the spirit of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out, let's do this one for the gang. Yeah. Do you realize? And like I'm saying, it's one. It's I believe I put it on my wedding playlist. Very special to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's add it to the list. It's official. These are the songs that we added today to the list of best songs ever. Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. It was a good day by Ice Cube and Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. There you go. Very solid choices. Very excited about them all. Yes. Luke, I think this was a great idea. I think while we're here, let's go back. We have four fo- songs that were remaining from last episode. Yes. And they were Do Wop That Thing by Lauren Hill. Yes. Miss Lauren Hill. Miss Lauren Hill. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> um, Step by Vampire Weekend. Yeah, those are your two. I had International Players Anthem. I choose you, featuring Outcast by UKG, and One More Time by Daft Punk. I thought this was easy when I agreed to this, but seconds ago. But now I'm like International Players. I thought we were gonna easily say, "Oh, it's Lauren Hill, do off that thing." But then International Players Anthem complicates things for me. Um, See, and I'm still making a case for Daft Punk. I've, oh, I've, okay. I've been in a big Def Punk mood. I've been listening to uh, their Alive 2007 album, their, their live tour, yeah. and being sad mm-hmm. that I'm never going to get to see them see them live. <laughs> and I ordered the 10th anniversary of Random X's Memories on vinyl uh, because it's the only thing way I can feel anything about Def Punk anymore. Uh, but one more time. I will say, see, that it is... And this is the thing for me, I think, where maybe we differ, is that's, like, number one on, like, my wedding songs. Like, I had to request a song at my brother-in-law's wedding, and mm-hmm. I that was, like, top of my list. But um, I would pick the other two over, I don't know, it's tough, because what? I'm like, to It'll... dance to, I would prefer that. Um, so, you know what? I, I think I would maybe support... I think I could uh, accept some Daft Punk. What better time. electronic song would you bring? 
Dance Yourself Clean by LCD Sound. Oh, wait. Already in there. We did it. We solved it. The best songs ever. So, all right. It's official. Our consensus pick from our first top three will be One More Time by Daft Punk. And the others may rear their heads again. And now we got to talk about the albums we've been loving in Touts. Touts. Just got a couple Touts here. I need to catch up on some of my listening, but have listened to a couple good ones recently. Wednesday with Rat Saw God. I'm not talking about Adams, baby. I'm talking about the rock band, uh, which I found out MJ Lenderman, who's a great singer-songwriter, uh, is in that band. And he had a great album last year. But I uh, highly recommend that album. It's some good, like, pop-punky, rocky. Uh, you'll, you'll like it, Kev. It's it's very, like, emotional um, and definitely, like, some lyrics that get you. But then there's some catchy, rocky tracks as well. Nice. Um, i check that out. Then Feist with Multitudes. I want to spend some more time with this, but... As we talked about, you're, of course, like many others, very familiar with the 1234 commercial uh, from back in the day when Feist uh, got the most famous. I was a huge fan of that album. And also when she made a comeback a few years back and had that album with Jarvis Cocker on it, I believe it was called Pleasure. Um, and that one was super good. I'll do a quick tout. I went and listened to that album after we recorded oh, yeah. last week's episode, and it's super good. I haven't made it to Multitudes yeah. yet. It's uh, great. I'm excited and to. And see, that one was a very kind of like a reinvention for Feist. Very different. Uh, kind of more like acoustic and like open, not very like upfront production. Like not yeah. as poppy mm-hmm. um, as previous stuff. Now this is like some synthiness going on, but still some of that other sound. Ooh. It's yeah, it's like another uh, interesting step in a new direction. So excited to spend some more time with that. And that's mainly it. What you got, Kev? Uh, two albums I shouted out last week that I've greatly enjoyed: uh, Ellie Golding with "Higher Than Heaven." This album's super good. Um, nice. It's a fantastic it pop album. I you know gave it a listen, kind of thinking that would be my only only time I've. I'll, I'll spend with it and I want to go back and listen to more. I like, I want to give Stuck it another listen you. and dive into it more. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty impressed with, with Ellie nice. Golding. She's, she's killing it. She's and a then, great writer. Yeah. And then an album, uh, this is somewhat topical with Daft Punk making it into our playlist. Uh, hey. Thomas Bangalter, one half of Daft Punk with mythologies, uh, a really incredible, incredible orchestral album um i i don't even know how to really i've only listened to it once in its entirety and i just kind of took it in the first time and was very blown away like i it's it's so dissimilar from daft punk but also it has the bones of like Hmm. momentum that daft punk is so good at at building that I kind of yeah. can see, like, where Daft Punk led into this. I, it's, it's very, very cool. Luke, you'd really enjoy it, so I would listen yeah. to it. And maybe that's sort of why they decided to part, is because they wanted to pursue yeah, projects I was, like this. So. I was reading about it uh, in my being sad about Daft Punk breaking up phase that I've been <laughs> in for the past couple of weeks. And they just, they, they decided they couldn't top Random Access Memories, um, which... I, 
I get it. Isn't my favorite Daft Punk album, um, but you know, did garner them a lot of critical acclaim, a Grammy for album of the year. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, I'm glad they're. I'm glad uh, Thomas Bangal yeah. at least is making more music. Yeah, good to see. All right. Well, why don't we move on to talking about the new Music Friday releases that we're excited for? Out today in Shouts. I've got the man we mentioned but moments ago, Billy Joel. Live at the Great American Music Hall 1975, two years before The Stranger came out. Ooh, uh, probably cool. playing some songs from Piano Man on there. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool. Love, get- love Mr. Joel. You know the people in the 70s when they heard that, like, on the piano, it just must have lost their shit. They were like, what the fuck? Hey, talk about some great harmonica. Yeah. Piano man, baby. Mm-hmm. I need to learn that. Um, then we got Jethro Toll with Rookflut. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just want to say, and Jethro Toll will probably be on Dad Rock Summer some, at some point. But I love Jethro Tull. I think they're totally underrated. I know they're like the rock band with the flute. Go listen to the song Wind Up. I put it in our records of the month. It's on Aqualung. And it's all about like attending a Christian school. And so it really resonated with me as a boy when I was in a Christian school. And uh, it's still an amazing song. So I love me some Jethro Tull. And I'm, then I'm uh, still just thrown because uh, I thought Jethro Tull was one person for such a long time, <laughs> like like into adulthood before realizing that they're it's one a, of those. It's a group of people, and I was like, "Yeah, his name is Jethro Tull." <laughs> There's a handful of those bands where you're like, "Wait, what? I thought mm-hmm. you were a person all this time." It's a reverse Tame Impala. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of messing with us. I don't I don't like that trickery. Um, then we got St. Paul and the Broken Bones with Angels in Science Fiction. Hey, sounds like someone's watching Doctor Who like me and watching those weeping angels. You know what I mean? Uh, they're literally angels in science fiction. So, um, and I think St. Paul has, uh, kind of a churchy vibe going on, uh, gospel-y thing. Uh, so I'm intrigued by that. Check it out. I've got a few as well. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins with Adam, spelled I was A-T-U-M. just talking about them. U-M, yeah. Uh, excited to check that, what Billy Corgan's up to. Yeah, baby. Um, the Heavy with Amen. They had a song in the late yep. 2000s called How You Like Me Now, and that song ripped. Hey, talk about car commercials. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's like still in commercials to this day. Um, but I super got into it and bought their next album called The Glorious Dead, which was pretty good. Had like a Western flair to it. Um, okay. I, you know what? I'll check this out. Like, I'm excited to see what they've been up to. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, sometimes a band name just grabs you and you check them out. And that happened to me this week. Uh, I've heard the first few singles from Margarita's Witch Cult's self-titled debut, I believe. And I'm going to check it out. Uh, it was fun. It's I like, mean, it's heavy metal, uh, but it wasn't... Okay. It Sometimes I'll listen to heavy metal and immediately know that it's not for me. I kind of liked this, so I'm excited. Um, That sounds like what would happen like with some sort of like demonic parrot head ritual. 
with the Margarito Witch Cult. That's what they do um, after hours. Yeah. So, hey, the, I'm just going to say it. You know, Dad Rock Summer is inclusive. Uh, we welcome the Margarita Witch Cult to Dad Rock Summer. Come join us. We'll have some drinks. Listen to some Dad Rock. It'll be great. Um, And that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> And that's going to do it for us this week. We got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff over there. And head over to offshelf.net. You can check out my kid koala interview, baby. Go check that out. It's really great. Um, and listen to Kid Koala's album, Creatures of the Late Afternoon. It's out now and it's super great. And you can follow us on all social media at Best Song Ever Pod. You can follow me at Indie Darling Music. Follow me at Minty Fresh Kevin if Twitter continues to exist. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke Lemen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Goddard saying go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.